Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 16, Combatant Command Assignments. Commander Denise Romeo, and I'm the Professional Development Officer at Rolson Midland. And I'm here talking with Commander Mark Bruin, the XO of Rolson Midland, and we're catching him a day before his PCS to Transcom, where he's going to take on the role as the Deputy SJA. Um, again, we've uh, interviewed him before and talking about uh, what JOs want to hear about, and one of the things that uh, everyone is interested in is uh, understanding and learning how he came to be competitive for this COCOM job. Um, any insight into the, the process of getting there, the interview process, um, and what he did to prepare himself uh, for, for the job. So at this point, I'll turn it over to Commander Bruin. And if you could just talk a little bit about um, where you're headed to next and, and just the process of getting there, uh, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I think uh, if you look at my you know, list of uh, the billets that I've held uh, up, up to now, one would probably correctly say I'm, I'm certainly more of a generalist uh, than than uh, anything else but you know I I am a uh, I do have the LLM in national security law and, and operations uh, is the area that I want to continue uh, in as in my career as a judge advocate but I had the opportunity when I was a lieutenant to uh, for an IA and I was in the special warfare community and I found that to be incredibly exciting uh, experience uh, and the uh, the law there was I thought interesting um, but I, I went from that job and I wanted to go to code 14 and I was at code 14 for three years and I love that too and that was uh, certainly litigation and probably more in the, in the line of an MJLQ type person but one of the other uh, areas that I wanted uh, one of the other jobs I wanted desperately was to serve as a judge on, on an aircraft carrier and I think that was really for me uh, at the conclusion of those two years, it was just such a, for me personally, just a phenomenal experience that I knew that I want, as a judge advocate, as I continue my career, I wanted to, to be working as much as possible for the operations, uh, for the operators. And uh, so that has led me sort of on this road of what one would refer to now as national security, national security law. Uh, after Nimitz, I, I got to go to Georgetown and finish that. And then I, I served a joint tour at, at NORCOM and uh, you know, for three years, two years really as an action officer. Uh, uh, and then my third year, I was the chief of the operations law uh, division within that, within that office. Uh, and that was a, uh, a fantastic experience. Uh, I thought it was a pretty challenging job. And now I'm here as EXO. Um, I, uh, I, of course, as I just explained, I wanted to get back into the joint world. And, and so uh, some time ago, there were two opportunities that came across the uh, the wire. Uh, one was uh, for UCOM uh, and the other was for Transcom, and they're both for the nominative SGA billets. So just in, to get to those jobs, somebody has to nominate you, and that's our JAG Corps leadership, has to actually throw your name in the hat for those jobs, and that happened for you. Yeah, I got to, so I, I put my name in the hat for, for both, um, and I really didn't expect anything. I wanted really more, so it was to communicate to the front office through the detailers that that hey uh, Mark Bruin is really interested in this in these areas. I want them to know that 
I want to be considered as a candidate. I didn't expect necessarily to, to get selected for either. Uh, and, and why is that? Is it because of the, the competition or what is the competition like for these? Well, I think, well, I will start with, so there's a difference between UCOM and TRANSCOM, right? So UCOM is a geographic combatant command, uh, TRANSCOM is a functional combatant command. Uh, so in UCOM, generally you'll see that the staff judge advocate there is a quite a senior uh, a judge advocate once. I, I'm at 18 years uh, now, so you'll see someone well over 20 uh, serving as the SGA. So I felt just my experience, professional experience, I was certainly a junior person that would be considered for that. And I think that, and I thought that was true for, for Transcom as well. Transcom, uh, you know, different and unique uh, in its mission. And, and um, uh, so I thought maybe, maybe that may not make me as qualified because of my professional experience there. But I, I was uh, grateful to learn I'd been nominated as the Transcom, uh, uh, or I was selected as the Transcom nominee uh, for the Navy. And that was many months ago. So you get the nomination, excited to hear because it was something you were interested in for both. Um, what happened with UCOM? So I, I did not get that. Uh, you know, certainly wasn't surprised uh, by that. I didn't get it, and and I was told, you know, very gently by the detailer, I was not uh, not the right right candidate at that time. So. And for Transcom, what's the next step? So for Transcom, I was selected as a nominee. Now, I, I like to say I was the best nominee. I may have been the only, <laughs> <laughs> may have been the only candidate. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never know, right? Uh, but uh, uh, when I learned that I was going to be the nominee, I, I, I knew pretty much that I, for sure, was going to be the most junior candidate uh, from, from all the services. Uh, first, I wasn't at, you know, wearing a six, I'm 18 years. Generally, as I explained earlier, those are very, it's a, a senior person who's holding that job as SGA. So I just set about to prepare. Um, and at some point you get notified um, from Transcom that yep. they want to schedule an interview. That's correct. Talk a little bit about the interview and, and the process, or at least being notified about it. Yeah, so I didn't really understand what the process would be at all. I, I, the detailer told me that they were going to push you know, my, my information to, to, the, uh, to the command. But it wasn't that long after that the command reached out to the front, their, their office, and they told me that the, the commander will interview me. And that's the four-star commander, it's General McDo is the uh, gentleman now who holds that position and that he would be conducting a personal interview and uh, I was to okay and uh, that was going to happen and you know it was several weeks away it was three or four weeks away how are you feeling when you you hear that the four-star commander wants to do the personal interview of you for this um, SJA position so so for sure I was excited and and definitely you know a bit intimidated uh, uh, nervous uh, about it so that's where I felt like if there's any chance for, for Mark Berlin to, to do well, I, I need to be uh, absolutely 100% prepared walking into this interview with this commander. Um, so uh, first I began learning absolutely as much uh, as I could about the United States Transportation Command. And I was doing that on my own, what, what I could find public documents. Uh, and as, as I studied, then I reached out to an officer that I have come to trust, and, and uh, he's the SGA over at the United States Fleet Forces, and basically asked asked him. I just said, "Hey, if you were me, uh, what would you do?" And uh, he gave me sage advice. And uh, uh, one of those pieces of advice was to talk to a senior civilian attorney, uh, a component command, military seal command, which I did, and it was incredibly helpful to try to understand, you know, how the commander at Transcom thinks and what, uh, what he may talk about. 
So basically, at the end of the day, uh, based upon you know weeks of preparation, I also reached out to the Transcom SGA shop and talked to those individuals as well. Got as much information as they you know, they'd give me to help me be prepared. But uh, I walked in the interview with a game plan, really. Yeah, I had a game. I had a game plan. I, I knew, uh, and I did my best to anticipate any and all questions uh, that, a com that the commander may want to ask me as a Navy individual, as, an, as the Navy uh, nominee. And so when it began, it was a VTC. I was at the Military Seal of Command, and, and uh, you know, boom, on, the, on comes the screens in this room I was sitting in by myself, and there's the commander uh, sitting, staring back at me, sitting at his desk. And yeah, his first question was, was a hard one. It was like, it, it, I remember it was, so, uh, so Mark, how, do you, how are you gonna mitigate uh, those areas in which you're not an expert uh, if you're advising me as, as my staff judge advocate? And basically what he was alluding to was the fact that Transcom is very heavy acquisitions contract law, right? And that's not, not something, something that's not something that we as Navy judge advocates do. So but I was ready for it and based upon my preparation, ready to answer that question. And it led into like a thirty minute uh, great conversation with this commander and it was just a, it was an incredible experience. I walked out of the room feeling really good about it. Were you confident I've got the job or were you thinking <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe not? Well I, I, I was confident that I felt like I did a good job. I felt like, hey, I, I represented the Navy Jack Corps well uh, that day. He he made a comment at the end that, hey, I was by far the most junior candidate by, I think by like seven years, I was junior to the next senior guy uh, that he was interviewing. So, um, but he, uh, I heard as a couple weeks went by, I did not get the SJA, uh, I was not selected, but I, he personally asked uh, uh, for, for me to come as a deputy. So that's how this whole thing has unfolded. And so I think the lesson, you know, for anyone who's interested, certainly at these nominative positions, is you need to be ready, you need to be prepared, and you need to do your homework. And I did that one on my own, and then two is you need to reach out to senior officers within the JAG Corps, uh, who, who you trust and respect, and certainly those who have held uh, bigger jobs, uh, like the individuals I've talked to, because they will help you, and as I was, I was helped. And without their assistance, if I had just walked over there cold, I would have failed, you know, the interview miserably. I'm sure. So, would you say the point, uh, you know, we want a moral of the story here? Uh, you'll you'll fail without preparation. Absolutely. Is that accurate? Yeah. Without, yeah, without question. And, and you need to be you need to be prepared. You need to be thinking, what are the questions that could be coming, and uh, and, and have answers ready for them uh, as best as you can. Well, we appreciate your time again here today, and we know you're uh, you're headed out the door here tomorrow, so we wish you well. And if you ever need anything at Rolso Midland, like a, a third podcast, you just let us know. All right. Thanks. You have been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.